Okay, I think we're good to go, Wes, for this podcast. How are you doing? Uh, yep, doing okay. Yep, ready to go. Awesome. And we're looking at Healing and Passion Week um, for this episode, which is the topic we've also been looking at or going to be looking at at the time of recording uh, for the Healing Academy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, you've went through Passion Week um, both at Acorn Christian Live, and I know you're pulling it apart a little bit at the Academy. Mm. Um, You're looking at bits and moments where Jesus um, experiences something um, or it turns out that there's possibility for healing for us. Mm. Um, How have you come across this perspective? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. How on earth did you come across by that? Um, It began years ago with a comment that somebody made, uh, a man called Ian Andrews, who made just a throwaway comment about what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus um, prays and he's in anguish and, and whatever. And he was he just wondered whether, in a sense, if that was Jesus experiencing something and, and standing in our place, because that's, in essence, that's the gospel. That's the Christian message that God, uh, Jesus stands in your place yeah. so that you can stand in his place. It's a, it's an exchange of, of something of uh, what's wrong with us gets exchanged with what's right with him. And, and it becomes the right within us. And so he was just, just sort of mulling over the idea that maybe there was something more in that than other than Jesus just having a, a pray. Uh, and whatever. And then I was reading um, uh, some N.T. Wright, the theologian, former Bishop of Durham. um, And he was just saying that from the moment that Jesus stands up and announces in Mark chapter one, uh, for example, that the um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. And of course, what he's saying is that the kingdom is here now in me, with me. He just sort of floated the idea that everything from that moment on to the ascension, that God was doing something about redemption. He was in the business of redeeming and healing. And he and he just went on to talk about how, you know, isn't it funny, just from that, almost the next thing, Jesus healing somebody. And then he's casting out a demon and he's teaching and telling people how to live right. And then he's healing somebody else. And actually, I, I came to the idea of Passion Week. And, and even if, let me just float back the other way, just go to the Christmas story. Mm. And, you know, I've never given birth to a child, so I didn't claim <laughs> any wisdom on that. But, you know, if the life of God was in Mary, is there something there, you know, about birth and about, you know, the whole journey of children and stuff? I, and I'm not qualified, but it just made me think, so mm. how did I get to Passion Week? Well, it's funny, isn't it, that we sort of read the Easter story as a completely separate bit of Jesus' life to this ministry. Yeah. You know, so we read the Christmas story and we think, yeah, great beginning. And then the serious stuff starts. Jesus has these three years. And then we sort of stop and then we think, okay, and now we do the Easter story. Mm. But my question was, what happens if the Easter story is a continuation of God's healing, saving, redeeming work? (laughs) And actually, if every event that happened through that was part of that, similar process so i looked at some of the moments that came up and it's funny because as you're just explaining that it does make sense for it to be part of that doesn't it <laughs> so strangely i always wonder when i make sense but yeah you know <laughs> um, it, i just thought it can't be an accident because god doesn't waste anything yeah 
Yeah, and, I was, and where you mentioned Christmas as well, um, just going from Emmanuel mm. with us, um, it, it to me it implies there is this need for him to be with us. And oh. then that's continuing through his ministry and, as you're also saying, in, in Passion Week. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you just take some of the events of, of Passion Week, um, you know, you're going to be... I love the fact that... Um, in the and the communion service, we often begin with the words on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Yeah. You know, now normally we think, hey, if you're going to do communion, you know, make sure you haven't got any distractions <laughs> or, or or anybody who's going to disrupt it. But it was on the night that Jesus was betrayed. That's when he did. He broke bread mm. and celebrated Passover. And actually, so I went back and I said. I wonder if in that moment of Jesus experiencing that what what the betrayal act, because it says right from the beginning that he knew yeah. uh, uh, the beginning of Passion Week, he knew who was going to betray him. And I guess I, he also knew that the disciples were going to leave him. You know, and, and it's really isn't it really interesting that if Jesus has stood in our place experiencing betrayal. Perhaps when we're let down and we're betrayed uh that there is a place of healing for us because he's claimed something mm. that we couldn't claim ourselves that's really interesting and that also then leads me on to something else of you just as you started you also said about how i mean it's not quite for quote but that um jesus jesus has taken it all um mm. he's experienced it all um is there anything missed out you know so but like does the cross meet every need because i bet there's some people who are probably go well he won't he won't forgive that do you know what i mean well yes and, and in fact actually one of the big debates is is healing physical healing is it part of what is called the atonement the yeah. work of the cross you know and so my question is um you know we're very happy that jesus covered all sins in the cross and you're absolutely right Lita some people will say uh, but I'm too bad yeah I've done too much it's too late for me mm. and actually if you're listening to this podcast and if you are it's probably because God's also helped you get here but it's not too late and there is nothing that God won't forgive and deal with you if you come to him that's the whole point of the cross so we're very happy with sins being forgiven my question was was there any sickness any disease, any wound that was left out, mm. you know, so, you know, are we going to come to God and he's going to say to, you know, I bring a, a need, a, a disease and he's going to say, oh, where's, sorry, we missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oops, <laughs> I knew there was something we forgot. Mm. And actually one of the things I, I was just praying through and, and I appreciate that it's, it's a sort of a revelation that came to me and therefore please, you know, don't sort of sign me up as a heretic or anything, but, <laughs> I just imagined when Jesus was in the Praetorian Guard house and they beat him and his body was marked with wounds all over. In fact, men died there. They didn't even get to the cross. Mm. They actually died there. It was so brutal and so horrific. But I, I, I just sort of in my imagination saw all of these wounds, all these scars on the body of Jesus. And next to each one was written a disease or a need that actually by his wounds we are healed. Yeah. And and, and I appreciate it might sound a little bit simplistic, but it was just a way of me understanding that, you know, you could see a wound uh, on his 
over his eyes and and its blindness on his ears is deafness and and cancer and and everything any disease that you could name that we could bring to god mm. and say actually in this passion week jesus dealt with everything he covered everything mm. Mm. and even down to you know the crown of thorns i mean the thorns were you know about two inches long and so being pushed into your scalp and you just think of the anguish and the torture, the mental stuff, all the stuff yeah. that the, in Gethsemane and, and, and on the cross. Jesus deals with the places of mental anguish and torture and distortion that we would all experience. But he does it in order that he stands in our place so yeah. that we could live in his place. And that's how I got to this, let alone to the actual crucifixion moment yeah. itself. So do you think when when we come to things like communion um is there a place for physical healing within communion do you think um well personally yes and and not just because i'm an, an anglican priest actually i've always believed this when even when we were leading a a vineyard church a house church uh part of um a wider thing um we always believed that uh, communion was a healing and a saving service yeah. Um, and so actually I've given communion to people who have literally just become Christians in that moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, 10 seconds afterwards, <laughs> you know, but also um, Bishop Morris Maddox, who started ACORN, um, taught also that actually if you were sick, you should receive Holy Communion every day and anointing with oil every day, because if it's a, if it's like medicine from heaven, you would take medicine from the earth every day. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take communion every day? Absolutely. You yeah. know, that, that um, you know, that wonderful scripture, if, you know, if the spirit of, of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, how much more will God give life to your mortal body? And we say, this is my body, which is given for you. So actually, maybe um, if you're, you know, of that particular persuasion and you're not even you're not even in church, but you could take bread and wine in your house every day and yeah. just take communion and say, Lord, I receive this medicine. You know, and, and so that was part of the, the big story. But, yeah, I think. I think you, the Eucharist, communion, breaking of bread, I would always pray for people for healing. Yeah. I think that's... yeah, fantastic. OK, so you've, you've shared a really wonderful perspective um, for us. How can we activate that within ourselves wow, uh, for those that question. we're praying with? Yeah. Uh, the book of Proverbs says this, as a man thinks, so he is. And I know it sounds a little bit new age, but actually it really is Bible. <laughs> um, and the truth is that the thing that we regard as true is the thing that we will act upon. And so for me, I have a high view of Jesus as healer, as saviour, as anointer, as soon and coming king. Uh, I have a high view of God, the father as the one who loves and would do absolutely everything and anything to rescue and heal his kids. Mm. And I have a high picture of Jesus as king who would go into battle for us mm. to rescue us from anything that would would come and, and dis, dis, cause dysfunction in body, mind and spirit. So what I would say is this. If you have a need, find a story in the Bible that's as close to the need that you have. Mm. Mm. And then read it out loud 
and then say, Jesus, you are for me. Yeah. And I receive this. Mm. And read it out loud and say, Jesus, I receive this. And if you're with friends, get them to read it out loud and to, and to read it over you and say, this is yours. Jesus is for you. Yeah. But I would say, keep a high view of Jesus. He is already willing. He is already able. And if you're crying out to God for something, it's because he's already in process of bringing an answer to you. Mm. So I do that. That's really encouraging. Would you kindly then uh, just pray for people who are probably oh, yeah, in that yeah, situation? Yeah. Thanks, Wes. Yeah. If you're driving, just pull over. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I ask you, please, for those who, whose ears have heard heaven's song come to them today holy spirit now come upon them and do the work of god in them today and i ask this because of jesus i ask it in his name amen amen wonderful thanks wes and if you're listening to this prior to the acorn christian academy on the 4th of november do join us. We'd love to see you. Um, it's free. You can just register yourself on and it'll be a really wonderful time together. Uh, next time, which I think is in two weeks time, we're going to be exploring a big question around um, autism and disability and healing. So we'll catch you at that one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.